one more thing on Maxwell. He always says, um, you know, the hardest person to lead is yourself. This is From Paint to Purpose, a podcast by FCP Services, where we believe people drive growth. Exploring topics related to company culture, leadership, and construction industry insights. Now your host, John Barsness. So to get things started, I just want to, you know, touch on the, the topic of leadership. It's a broad term, and I'm curious, like, when you guys think of leadership, what does that mean to you, and um, how do you approach leadership on a daily basis? From my side, leadership means you're willing to go first and put others um, before you, and uh, you know, really, the uh, the ability um, to get the most out of other people and to, uh, give them opportunities. Um, but if you don't lead by example and, uh, um, live out our core values, I, I think it's, it's obviously a challenge. So I guess in a day-to-day perspective, that's for me, you know, how I look at it. Yeah. So I can share a few thoughts, um, next from my side. So as I think about leadership, um, I do like the, the servant leadership mindset on how do we how do we help each other and and with your teams and your people. Uh, it's really about how are you helping them be successful and and helping them move forward. So it's not about you. It's really about your team and and the people around you. So I I, I guess looking at um, you know the different ways that we can just embody that across our organization and help help all of us become the best versions that we can. Uh, I know one, uh, just leading by example. Um, and, and I think, you know, someone's, uh, you know, shared with me before too, like if we're moving forward and, and you look behind and there's nobody that's actually, uh, coming with you, um, then you're not leading anybody. Uh, you're just going solo. So I think it's important for us all to, uh, step back and, and think about, um, are we actually uh, moving forward and are people following us? As James said, uh, as a leader, you're kind of walking uh, first and, uh, and you're kind of the point of the spear um, in any of those situations. So are you, uh, you know, moving forward and, and helping your team um, along? And, and I guess that's uh, a few thoughts that I have right now. Yeah. When I think about leadership, I think about influence. Uh, and I don't think it, it, leadership isn't about a title that you have or uh, where you sit on an organizational chart. It really is about uh, are people, uh, as Robert just talked about, are people willing to follow you uh, and are you willing to actually lead into especially the unknown? Most of the time in leadership, we have no idea where we're headed. Uh, we might have a plan, but that plan may or may not work. And so you always have to have a plan B and a plan C. And, and great leaders are able to bring calm in the midst of storm. Uh, they are also able to um, really uh, emphasize the, the strengths of the team. And so uh, that all starts with leading yourself. And if you can't lead yourself, you're going to have a hard time leading other people. Uh, and then they just have to be able to trust you. So uh, all of that, to me, comes back to influence. So thinking about the last 16 months, what, uh, I mean, it's been some of the toughest leadership um, challenges, I'd say, that probably a lot of businesses have faced. What's been the hardest part and what's been the most rewarding working through these these past year and a half? 
Yeah, I guess for me, um, from from the hardest part, you know, I think the unknown. When COVID first hit, um, we were set up for a, a fantastic uh, year, and then it just seemed like everything, you know, changed like overnight. It, it was really fast. So I think the unknown, you know, was a really big challenge. And, uh, you know, we, there was a lot of work that we had booked that was, uh, canceled. Um, and the, I guess maybe the biggest, um, or the most positive thing, um, for me was seeing the team rally around, um, our core values and how we made decisions about what we were going to do. We didn't end up laying anybody off. Um, there was obviously a point when at some point you maybe would need to, if you didn't have any work, but we made the, uh, um, decision around that through our core values to put our people first, um, even without knowing what was going to come. I mean, it, it was, you know, I, from my side, I think a fairly stressful time, um, something I've never faced or, um, any of us have faced for sure, um, like that. So that was, uh, that was pretty crazy, but to see the leadership team, the, um, rest of the team really rally around that, making sure we kept our people safe and, uh, kept them working, um, really unless the last resort would have been to lay people off. And uh, thankfully we were able to uh, find lots of uh, work to backfill what was lost and ended up having a, you know, really good year through something like that. So I guess those are the negative or, you know, kind of the really challenging things. And then the positive to see that um, I think it's a testament to the uh, team we have. Um, and uh, so really proud of that. Yeah, James, I, I would agree with that. I think uh, last year, you know, trying to work through um, just there's just so many unknowns that we've never faced before. I mean, it seemed like it wasn't just like a, a monthly or a quarterly thing that was changing with us. It was like a daily thing. Like we didn't know what was going to happen uh, the next day with, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that were going on with COVID and, and unrest and it just seemed like the the magnitude of some of these things um, and, and what that was going to do, not only to, you know, ourselves personally, but but also just to everybody throughout the whole organization. So uh, there we were connecting, um, you know, daily just as a leadership team, just trying to talk through like, hey, what's what's coming up next? Like, what does this mean? How do we move things forward? And and for me, it was. Um, I guess looking back and at the time, it was it was great to be part of, uh, you know, a leadership team that that did actually revert back to our values. And when times got tough, we still held true to those things. And, and for me, that was that was a powerful thing to go through uh, and to see the rest of the organization just come together uh, and work through those challenging times. There was a lot of things that uh, that none of us had 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 to deal with before, but uh, everybody kind of dug in and, and we continued to move forward um, and ended up having a really good year. So for me, just to see the resilience of, of the, everybody throughout the company go through so many uh, t 
tough challenges. I think it made us better as people and as a company. Um, and for us to, to adhere to those values when times got tough, um, I guess was a, was a very powerful experience, uh, for myself to go through. Yeah, I would say one of the biggest challenges that that faced us on a daily basis was the unknown. Uh, even if we thought we knew uh, a direction to take, there were so many competing uh, ideas and and uh, external factors that we were trying to to navigate. And things were changing so rapidly that you would make uh, one move uh, and you had to be thinking three steps ahead just to try to stay ahead uh, on on pace. Uh, and to keep people safe. Uh, so I think that was that was probably the toughest part for me from a leadership perspective uh, is to remain calm and and uh, and steady in the midst of of all the upheaval. Um, and then I think the the positives beyond what James and Robert talked about, it was really seeing how much people cared for each other. Uh, and we might have all had different ideas about what uh, the virus meant and and personally how we wanted to handle it. And yet people stepped up and just continued to care for people. They were respectful of everybody's opinion. Um, and I will say that the one group uh, that that just blew me away was our, our uh, team leaders out in the field. Uh, the, the fact that they were continuing to work and travel in the midst of a pandemic when most of the country was shut down uh, and and did a, a fantastic job of, of um, just caring for their guys in the in the field every day uh, really showed uh, who we are as an organization and, and what matters most, which is the 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 people, uh, and um, and that allowed us to continue to drive forward and and had a year that we actually grew, which was uh, which was phenomenal. One other thing I wanted to point out, I know we talked about it in the leadership team, but really helped me a lot was um, there's the Stockdale paradox. I know Jim Collins talks a lot about it. But it says, you know, basically you have to confront the brutal facts, um, which was kind of hard to do at the time. Um, but then you need to have unwavering faith that in the end you will prevail. And um, I think that I'd already mentioned it and John and Robert both talked about it too. Kind of the resiliency and uh, drive that the team has um, to get through those tough times. So in the end, I knew we would get through it. Um, but at the time, you have to really confront the brutal facts. So for me, that was, I think, a really um, helpful um, thing, you know, for me to realize. So yeah, so what I'm hearing is, yeah, you, you got to call a spade a spade. Um, if there's, if you're to distill down maybe one leadership lesson that you could give to somebody that would have to go through this all over again. Is there anything that comes to mind just to simplify? Uh, for me, the, the number one thing would be to communicate. Uh, and to James's point, it's communicating the brutal facts and, and not trying to sugarcoat it, uh, not try to ignore that. Uh, I think as a leader, you have to be able to step into the uncomfortable and, and lead through that uncomfortable piece. So, that would be the one lesson I would I would have for any other leader is that when you're f confronted with something as as once in a lifetime like a, a pandemic or, or any downturn in your economic world of, of business, you got to speak the truth uh, and you got to be honest with people because if you're not, you lose all credibility and everybody sees it anyway. So you're better off just being very honest with people. I would agree with what you said there, John. Um, I think that's probably the biggest part people need to know 
um, what's going on. And if you don't share anything with them, they're going to figure it out or they're going to fill that void um, with their own thoughts. And so I, I think it's just so important to communicate, communicate the brutal facts. Um, and, uh, you know, together you can work through it a lot better that way. Yeah. And I would um, have to, uh, yeah, just, I guess, agree with those things that, that you guys said just around the communication. And another point I'd like to um, just bring up from my side that, that really, uh, that I took away, I think was important is, is through all these different situations, whether it was the pandemic or the unrest is, is to really think about how that may impact everybody differently. And so I, I think that's a good lesson um, to, to think about that, that all these different situations impacts everyone differently. And, and as a leader, for you to think about that with your team and, uh, and talk to them about it, I think is very important. Nice. Well, maybe moving on here, um, just to discuss the leadership covenant a little bit. I think it's a very unique um, document and an idea. And I'm just curious, what inspired the idea behind it? And why was it important to implement? Well, I guess I'll field that first, because it was probably me bringing it forward to the group. I, I, I attended a conference probably a year and a half ago now or two years ago. And the organization that put it on uh, actually demonstrated this in the way that they they develop leaders and hold leaders accountable uh, across the organization by setting that example. So I know James earlier in the conversation talked about leading by example. And one of the ways that you do that when you're a values-based organization is to actually put into writing and to commit to uh, doing the very best you can to lead through those values and what those actually mean from a leadership perspective. And so this that's part of where this came from. The other part of it is uh, based on, on a lot of experience in working with other leaders and organizations, in order to act, uh, a covenant it in and of itself is more than just a set of, of guidelines. It's actually something that we commit to, that we say, this is what it, it means for us. And we're going to do our best to, to lead this way. Uh, I, and so I think that part of it really resonated with me. And I thought, well, as a group, uh, maybe this codifies a little bit more about what leadership actually looks like in our organization. I think it'll also help us as we develop other leaders for to give a roadmap for what that actually means to be a leader in an organization like ours. Yeah, and John, um, I appreciate you bringing it forward. I think this is something super important for us as an organization. And one of the things I think about when you have something that's actually like a document, it's not just something we talk about, um, but we live out every day. When you actually write it down, you actually sign it. When you, when you write down your goals, um, or your principles or whatever they may be, you're a lot more committed to them than if you just think about them in your head or maybe mention them. So I think it's a really um, important and powerful step forward. Yeah, for, for me, I think it, it is that level of commitment um, when, you know, we're not as an organization, we don't want to just have those things, you know, written down in a document, our values up on the wall. So as, as we bring uh, more people in or develop more leaders in the organization, uh, John, appreciate you bringing this forward because I, I think it's very important for us to, to maintain that. And as an organization, um, we don't want to have people in that, that aren't committed to that, um, especially in a leadership role where they're going to impact 
uh, significant uh, areas of the business. So I, I do agree with that, um, having that, that full commitment and, and the desire to the best of, of all of our abilities to, to live those out each and every day and, and just make sure that we're uh, all aligned on that and committed to that. I think this, this will be a, a good step forward for the organization. One other point I'd like to make is, uh, you know, obviously the more we're committed to it as a leadership team and all of our leaders, um, obviously the more um, committed the organization will continue to be um, to live those out as well. And I was recently with one of the uh, one of our customers who's one of the largest retailers in the world and uh, just wanted to share, you know, I was talking with them and a couple of years ago, Robert and I had met with them and shared a little bit about the company and our core values and what really, not just what we do, but why we do what we do and how we do it. Um, and he made the comment that he's in all the years he's worked with companies, he's never seen anybody live those out at all levels of the organization especially in such a difficult environment like construction or painting. Um, and he said, most people just maybe even talk about it. Some don't talk about it, but he's never seen anyone actually live it out. And he was, I guess, really um, just really like impressed with that, um, that we, we actually do um, what we say we're going to do and live that out and hire and train. Um, so I, I guess that was for me was like a really proud moment, um, and I think super important for all the hard work that's went into. It's not easy to uh, live these out every day. So, you know, just for the listeners, I'm going to briefly um, highlight some of the the major points of this one page leadership covenant document and. Uh, at the beginning, the purpose statement of FCP services is to create a great company with great people with unlimited opportunities. Um, there's some other things in there about, you know, living it out and having the spirit. But then the covenant part as a leader at FCP services is to um, I will endeavor clarity. I will and with, with some details behind what that means. I will endeavor control. I will endeavor consistency and contentment. And um, John, do you want to um, kind of talk through how you determined the clarity, control, consistency, and contentment as the, the tenants? Yeah, the four C's really are uh, an embodiment of our three core values of people, drive, and growth. And trying to find a way from a leadership perspective to actually put words to what that actually looks like uh, on a day-to-day -day basis for us from a leadership perspective. And so when you think about clarity, uh, again, leaders are often leading into the unknown and, and we have to be as clear as possible uh, about where we're going, because if we don't know where we're going, it's sort of like using a compass. If you actually don't have it uh, calibrated right, it doesn't matter what direction you're walking, you're probably walking in the wrong direction. It's the same thing from a clarity standpoint, from a leadership uh, role. We have to be clear about what it is that we're trying to accomplish. And, and James talked about this and the example of our of our biggest, one of our biggest clients, uh, the fact that they even acknowledge that we are a company that actually lives out our core values is a testament to the fact that we have clarity about why we show up every day. 
Um, and then I think from a control standpoint, one of the things that is a hallmark of any organization and, and especially a, a, a leadership or, uh, uh, team is to have a, to recognize that we only can control what, what's in, uh, what we bring to the table. So our emotions, our decisions, if we don't control those and we don't recognize that that's really all that we control, nobody else will either. And, and that leads to that consistency piece. You know, one of the, the, the challenges of leadership sometimes is to not allow the emotions to drive decision-making uh, or how we treat people. And so you have to be consistent in who you are. Now, it doesn't mean that we're all the same because we all, all three of us have different personalities. We all have different things that make us unique. But we have to be consistent to who that is. And, and that's the way we would hope everybody in our organization uh, operates. And then the final part, which I think is an interesting one, is contentment. Uh, and, and, and I've had people ask me, well, how does that mirror with the core value of drive? And, and I would say this, we have to be content with the, with the decisions that we make, uh, especially those decisions where many in the organization might question why we did it. Uh, or that it, it means that we're making a decision that it, on the on the surface of it uh, actually hurts our business uh, in terms of, of money or some other reality. Um, and, and that in and of itself, uh, you have to be content with that. You have to be able to, as a leader, lay your head down at night and know that you did everything you could uh, to live out who you say you were going to be and make the very best decisions you can. So that's where that contentment comes in. Uh, but you can also be content in the fact that you're always trying to drive and, and strive for, for the very best. Uh, the, so those things aren't contradictory. They actually complement each other. You know, one thing that that I think about uh, myself is, is as you know, we've gone down this journey um, and John's helped us, you know, put some of these things in place. I just think about, you know, even the story that James shared us, um, you know, feedback that we're getting from the from the client. Like for me, that that is a very proud moment. And and I think about, you know, long term for all of us, like what do we want to be a part of? And and is that organization aligned with, you know, kind of our vision, our values um, and 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 I firmly believe myself personally, um, I'm I relate to the the values that we have uh, for the organization, and and to see that come to um, you know for customers and things out in the field to actually see that being lived out, just that's something that I want to be part of. So um, I I just think uh, as as we move forward, um, you know, appreciate John, you know, helping us uh, with with that make that vision possible. Um, and, and I just, you know, want to make sure that everybody thinks of it in that way is, is, you know, over the long term, you know, what, what kind of organization do you, do we want to be? And, and do you want to be a part of that? So this is the direction that we're going. Is there other people that, you know, that, that would be a good fit and want to, uh, to join an organization like ours, um, that believes in these values and, and tries to embody those and put them front and center in everything we do. So for the listeners out there, um, how, wh what did the process look like to actually develop this covenant and what advice or um, tips could you give them for somebody that wants to, you know, this idea seems attractive. They see the value in it. How do they go about getting the right tenants um, on, on the covenant? 
I think the first thing is that it has to start with what you actually believe. And, and as, as leaders uh, in an organization, if you don't know what you believe and you're not firm in that belief system, none of it, none of the rest of it will fall into place. I think this, this came out of a conviction over several years of really determining not just what the core values were, but how we actually wanted them to shape what decisions we made as a leadership team. I give a lot of credit to Robert and James for having this already very much bubbled into who they were and what the organization has done for many, many years. I simply came along at the right time, I think, for the organization to be able to put some of it in uh, in in a in in a clear way. Um, but it's already been lived out. And, and so I think this covenant is a is an extension of our core values. The four tenants really have to be uh, derived from what those core values mean. So for any organization, if you're if you're going down this path, uh, I've said this before when I've talked to people about values based leadership in general and a values based organization. If you're not willing to stand firm for what you believe in the in the most difficult circumstances, don't do it because it's going to be painful and you're not actually going to uh, enjoy yourself. And so as Robert pointed out too, we want people who are unique, uh, who bring their own personalities to the table, but have to believe the things that we believe because if they don't, they're not going to be very happy here either. Uh, and because what we believe and how we treat people and how we go about doing business uh, aren't going to change. You know, the, the strategy changes all the time because the business landscape changes. The type of business that we get into changes because we have to continue to adapt. But who we are and why we exist are going to always be there. And I think that's where these these tenants come into place. So you have to be crystal clear about that as a leadership team. And then for our, for us, it was putting it in, uh, in writing and then allowing everybody on the leadership team uh, to review it and make uh, suggestions or to ask clarifying questions about what it actually means um, uh, to be able to be a part of this. I'd like to echo what John said. I mean, I think it's spot on. And I remember one of the first conversations I had with you, John, um, I told you I was committed to building out this organization um, based on our core values and to do the right thing and become a values-based leadership uh, organization. Um, and you told me it's, it's going to be really hard. It's a lot of work and there's some tough decisions that'll have to be made if you really want to do it and do it right. Cause you can't do it part of the time. You just have to do it all the time. So, you know, for me, one of the biggest things is just being like John said, authentic and being who you are, but you have to believe these things. Um, and if you do, it actually makes, even though there's some really tough decisions um, at the time, it actually makes those decisions fairly easy um, um, to, to, to do, even though you maybe don't want to do them, but you know, this is what guides you. And um, I think that's, for me, been really powerful, um, you know, and so I guess my thoughts around that is just encourage, live out what you believe. And if you do that, it makes it pretty easy. Are there any moments that uh, come to mind that, you know, it was a difficult decision and in hindsight, now you, you see um, that, you know, having these, these values really helped. Um, just curious if there's any anecdotes that come to mind from anybody. 
I think the hardest decisions are always our own people, uh, especially people who uh, have been extremely uh, loyal to the organization, who at one point or, or another have helped us get to where we are today. But like any organization, there's uh, there's an evolution of change and maybe their skill sets don't uh, match with what we need for the organization. And so making those decisions is never easy and it shouldn't be. I think if those be, become easy, you probably shouldn't be uh, in a leadership role. So for me, those are the, always the hardest decisions uh, because by and large in our organization, we have wonderful people who um, who you genuinely like and want to hang out with. Uh, and when they don't perform to what we expect or need, um, you have to make difficult decisions. And, and to me, those are the ones that stand out and, and often uh, are the hardest to, to make. But as James points out, we know in our heart that that's the right decision to make because it's about the greater good and not necessarily for one person, even though that sometimes that decision forces us to step in and make uh, and, and do more for a period of time. So I don't know, that's, that's, those are always the hardest decisions. I think second to that is probably any decision where we likely are, are saying no to business because <laughs> everybody wants to bring in business. And so if you're actually having to say no um, because it doesn't fit and align with your company and your culture, that's difficult to do. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Um, there's a, there's many situations that we always get into, um, you know, with, you know, John just mentioned the people and the customer side. And, and I guess as we've all experienced, like, and, and I know John, you know, mentioned as he came on board, like, it's just a matter of time. Like if, if someone's not aligned with it, right. Like it, it will just be a matter of time. And whether it's people internal in the company or customers that we're working with, um, I know we have seen this play out. Um, you know, even on a customer side, it's, it's just a matter of time before everybody comes to realization that, Hey, this is just not a good fit. Like we're just not aligned. Right. So I guess for me, the, you know, kind of just takeaways on that is, is the more that we are authentic and, and this is who we are. And, and as we're, uh, introducing ourselves to new people or potential clients or bringing new people in the organization, just being crystal clear about this is what it looks like, because, um, if it's not something that they're aligned with, that's okay. Um, but if, if they don't, if they don't understand it clearly and they come on board, it's just probably not going to work out for them. Uh, that, that all makes, um, a lot of sense. And I guess just as we wrap up here, I'm wondering one, what, what's one thing that you would say to the audience that they could do today that would help improve the way they um, are a leader in their company? Or is there any word of advice or wisdom or any, any specific skill that you'd recommend somebody um, paying a little bit more attention to? From my side, one thing John touched on early, earlier was on clarity. I think um, knowing who you are and uh, understanding that is super important. We all have strengths and weaknesses. Um, and so if you know what those are, who you are, and just live that out, um, that's for me is really powerful. And then obviously you got to find the team um, and people around you that can support you in those um, different areas. Yeah, so I, I think just adding, you know, in on just, Along those lines, I think just on a communication standpoint, I know James had mentioned earlier, just 
if, if we don't actually talk about those things, um, you know, whatever they are and make sure that we're on the same page on things, um, we can, everybody's unique and everybody's different. So you might have your own, you know, thoughts and perceptions about what's going on. And, and if you're not actually conversing about it, you might be on just different, uh, different wavelengths. So I think that communication part, um, you know, helps with that alignment and the clarity. Yeah, I, I would say the 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 piece for me that I've learned over the years and probably was the hardest lesson for me to to learn from a leadership perspective was it, it was leadership isn't about you. Uh, it's about the other people. It's about the organization. And so I guess my final piece of advice for anybody who's who's a leader is you have to look in the mirror and understand why you actually lead. If you're leading because of a big salary or you're leading because of a, a title or how many people report to you or all of those things, um, you're likely going to struggle with leadership because leadership is hard. It's not a, it, you don't get there. And, and as James pointed out, it's a journey. It's not, a, you don't arrive. If you think you've arrived as a leader, you're not a leader yet. Um, you're always going to have to learn. Um, I think one, one person who has always impacted me and I was privileged enough to, to kind of sit at his feet for a while, uh, from a leadership perspective is John Maxwell. And he always says leaders are learners. And if you're not, uh, actually always learning and you're not curious about things and you think that leadership is easy, you're probably in the wrong seat. And so I guess that would be my biggest thing is uh, to reiterate what James said. You better know yourself and you better be honest with yourself for why you want to lead. And and if it's for really selfish reasons, I would suggest that you probably take a back seat and and um, and rethink about rethink why you want to lead. Yeah, and John, one one more thing on Maxwell. He always says, um, you know, the hardest person to lead is yourself. And you know, I think that's um, totally you know, a really true thing, um, to just remember and, uh, for each of us and for anybody out there, you know, that's, it's easy to talk about it, but it's actually hard to lead yourself or whatnot. So it's really important. Hardest person to lead is yourself and the easiest person to lie to is yourself. <laughs> Anything I haven't asked that, uh, you know, regarding leadership or just the company as a whole that you guys would like to discuss? I think Robert talked about it already, but we're always looking for really good talent. So if anybody is actually listening to this podcast and is interested in joining a company that's purpose-driven, uh, led by their core values and wants to join that type of an organization, reach out to us. We're always willing to talk to people and, and see if it's the right fit. Perfect. Well, yeah, um, appreciate you all jumping on, taking the time, and we'll wrap things up. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. To learn more, visit fcpservices.com. Until next time, remember, people drive growth.